Welcome back to Before They Call Me Coach, where we dive into different Springfield College coaches' lives before college coaching. I'm your host, Sean Doyle, and today we're joined by head baseball coach, Coach Mark Simeone. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. Happy to be with you this morning. All right. So if you could, if you could just go through where you grew up as a kid and like what your life was like. Sure. Um, I grew up in Northampton, so I'm a Western Mass guy and, um, you know, was really fortunate to be involved in uh, youth sport, have one sister a year younger. Uh, she was a dancer. I was a ball player, um, had uh, an opportunity to start early in youth sport. My dad was a collegiate athlete and, uh, you know, did a lot of coaching of me and, and my friends when we were younger. Um, I had opportunities to play football basketball as well as baseball growing up and uh, something to do every season and absolutely loved it. So I'd assume that baseball was your favorite, but I also saw that you played uh, football. It, you were very successful at football in high school. Was, was baseball your favorite? Yeah, baseball was my favorite, but I certainly liked football as well. I was undersized, uh, certainly as a high school football player, I uh, kind of started to grow a little bit uh, in my prep school year, had a really good football year there. So actually considered playing two sports in college, but baseball always was my uh, first love, but uh, certainly loved uh, football as well. Mm -hmm. When did it kind of sink in for you that baseball was the sport that you wanted to pursue uh, at the next level? Um, but what do you mean by the next level, Sean? I play, play from high school into college. Um, yeah, I always had that desire. I think, um, you know, through playing as a youth and, you know, you go through those progressions, right? You want to play middle school baseball. Uh, when I was growing up, we had organized middle school baseball. So that was a goal as I get into middle school. And then certainly to uh, make the high school baseball team and be a member of, of that team. And then, then again, to pursue a uh, playing career in college. So it always was a step-by-step -step, uh, process mm -hmm. um, and uh, one that, uh, you know, I enjoyed and, and um, glad I went through, that's for sure. Right. What positions did you play in baseball? Well, I'm left-handed, so uh, I was limited. Um, you know, certainly uh, an outfielder. I had some success on the mound, played some first base on days uh, after I pitched. Um, so really played all the positions a left-hander could play. Maybe played a little shortstop uh, in uh, Little League, but uh, difficult to do as you as you move up the, the levels as a left-hander. So played right. all the positions a lefty could play. Gotcha. So what was your college selection process or your recruiting process like? Yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I was a, a solid at best high school athlete. Uh, you know, I was small, uh, Sean. I, I chuckle uh, now as I look at, you know, or think about back when I was a senior quarterback at Northampton High School at 5'8", 140 pounds. Wow. Um, so I, I really was a late bloomer, started growing after high school uh, into a prep school year and, and put on 40 pounds and grew four or five inches when I was at Springfield College. So, um, so yeah, so, um, you know, I wasn't highly recruited by anyone. As a matter of fact, um, after my prep school football season, there was kind of more calls for football than there 
there were baseball. Um, but with that being said, I was interested in, you know, pursuing uh, exercise science. Springfield had a great program, sat down and talked to uh, my predecessor, Coach Royce, who really spoke so highly of the institution and what he was trying to accomplish uh, on the baseball field, uh, certainly talked about the co-curricular philosophy that really uh, intrigued me and attracted me to Springfield. And, and I haven't been able to get too far from Springfield ever since, that's for sure. Now, when you were growing up, did you have a dream job in mind? Was it coaching? Was it being a firefighter? I've heard, I've heard a few different answers. Yeah, it was being a, a major league baseball player. I think, uh, you know, as baseball being a first love, it was, yeah, trying to be a professional baseball player. Um, um, so, yeah, that was always uh, an objective. I think when I had, you know, an opportunity to start my coaching career at Amherst and at the same time actually go up and play as a professional paid player up in Canada as an American import player, I realized how much baseball meant to me and that playing days would be limited. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my desire to talk to my for my predecessor and my former coach about coming back to Springfield and being his graduate associate. And, and again, getting that coaching experience, staying on the fields, uh, still being in uniform, still being competitive, uh, just with a, uh, from a coach's perspective, as opposed to a player's perspective, um, it just ended up being a natural progression for me. Mm -hmm. So what was your college playing career like? I know you had a very successful career, but if you could kind of walk me through it through your head. Yeah, I was a, an outfielder for Springfield, uh, played for the freshman team under a great coach, uh, Coach Marty Gomez, who's uh, been a longtime successful high school coach in the state of Connecticut, still a close friend. Uh, made the varsity as a sophomore, breaking my way into the lineup and was a pretty regular player uh, starter as a, as a, you know, back end of my sophomore year through my senior year, um, you know, outfielder, middle of the lineup hitter and, you know, really proud of uh, a 1986 Northeast State Championship uh, plaque I have here in my office that I was part of as a player, as a junior uh you know, with a really good group of guys, talented group of guys playing our best baseball at the right time and uh, won a Northeast State Championship in 1986. So, you know, a solid player on that team, certainly no uh, um, standout, um, but but I did it together with, with some guys that really liked to compete that were good players as well. And, and uh, it, you know, it was a joy um, throughout my career. Now, you mentioned playing professional baseball as well up in Canada. I saw you played for, I think it was a couple different teams. Uh, what was that like, and how, what was your experience with that? Yeah, that was a, a tremendously gratifying and, and successful experience just in terms of uh, getting out of a comfort zone. I had an opportunity to uh, be in a, uh, an assistant coach, part-time assistant coach at Amherst College, which is how I broke into the, the coaching profession. Mm -hmm. And at that time, the head coach at uh, Amherst, great uh, legendary coach Bill Thurston, had some connections in, in Canada. Uh, and one of the um, franchises was looking for an American import player that was a dual position player could pitch and play outfield I was a left-hander I fit the profile uh, fortunately enough had some pretty good games against Amherst over my career Bill Thurston thought hey you can go up and, and play for pay for a while here um, you know if you go up there and do the types of things you're capable of and, and had the opportunity to go up there and you know it was a really uh, 
you know, um, influential experience in my life because you had to perform. Uh, they were sending import players up and down. Uh, you know, if you didn't perform, they'd release you and, and find the next import player. So I think I was really challenged in many ways you know, to be the best player I've ever been in my life. Otherwise, uh, you know, the experience wouldn't last too long. So, right. you know, I had success that first year, um, uh, got signed by uh, the, the uh, Newcastle Cardinals. My second year, I broke in with a, uh, a uh, new franchise that only lasted a year. The owner kind of uh, frivolously spent some money and, and they had to <laughs> fold after a year, but signed with another uh, organization. Um, and again, had to perform. Otherwise, they're going to send you home really quick. And, uh, you know, had another good year and really had an, you know, was at crossroads in my career because uh, it was either to go up there. I was offered a player manager position to go up for a third season, but decided um, to talk to Chuck Royce, uh, my predecessor, and, and say, hey, I want baseball to be part of what I do professionally for the rest of my life. So, um, felt that to get my master's and to work under his uh, mentorship uh, and get some college experience was, was the best step for me at the time. I uh, did that. And, uh, you know, many years later, I'm glad I made the decision. Right. When you were up in Canada, was there ever any talk of like a, a minor league team, affiliated minor league team signing you or major league organization or anything like that? Uh, not too seriously. I mean, they, they look at import players. And again, I, I was a cut below, um, you know, what would be professional standards, uh, certainly by, by any major league organization, but there were some scouts up there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was some talented players. I, I played with some guys up there that ended up a guy by the name of Jason Dixon, who was a young player uh, up in New Brunswick, uh, you know, was a major league starter. And I know uh, played in at least one um, major league all-star games. They had some real talent up in Canada. Uh, and the league I played in had uh, the ability to sign two American import players. So come up and play as American import players, real unique experience in that my first year up there, um, part of the import structure was to draft former major league players that were playing at the time in what was called the, the senior league. Okay. So it was 38, you know, it was about a two-year uh, hiatus uh, or two-year existence uh, for former major leaguers who were towards the end of their career, got recently released, but played in a professional league that was stationed in Florida. Okay. Um, so they were still trying to hang on to professional baseball, potentially get re-signed to a major league organization. So the first year... I was up there. I played. My teammate was Rick Wise, who pitched for the Red Sox in the 75 World Series. He won almost uh, 200 major league games as a starting pitcher. So he and I were the American import players. So it was really cool. I was a teammate uh, with a former major leaguer and then played against major leaguers throughout that season that were the drafts out of the senior league that were import players for each of the other teams in the league. So yeah. I played against the guy uh, by the name of UL Washington, who was a shortstop in uh, the seventies and eighties for the Royals and was notorious for playing with a toothpick in his mouth. He played okay. competitively and had a toothpick in his mouth. So. <laughs> so oh yeah, definitely. You mentioned uh, being an assistant coach at Amherst college. When did it, 
Uh, when did you think that coaching was something that you'd like to pursue? Pretty quickly after being with Amherst, um, Bill Thurston, uh, you know, legendary coach, uh, you know, and, and a very good coach. And, and certainly, uh, you know, we had good teams the two years I was an assistant there, had a lot of success and, and really had the opportunity to coach some really fine young men uh, at Amherst, one who, you know, was the longtime general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, Neil Huntington, I coached, who was a major league general manager just recently. They got hired by the Cleveland Guardians as a special assistant. So, you know, some real quality people, quality players, and, and just the whole experience at Amherst wanted me, had me wanting to pursue coaching as a career. I also noticed that before you came back to Springfield College to coach, take over the head coaching job that you were at AIC, how did that come about? And then how did you end up getting back to Springfield? Yeah, it was timing, Sean. Um, I finished up my second year of graduate school, the coursework. Uh, and as I finished up the coursework for my master's, the head coaching job at AIC opened up. I applied for it, was a finalist, and went right from grad school into being a head coach at AIC. So you know, extremely fortunate. The timing was good. I didn't have to relocate. I was going to be a head coach right down the road. Mm -hmm. um, so it worked out, you know, really well. Um, you know, I got my feet wet at AIC and we're really thankful for the opportunities I had to be a young coach over there. Um, and then again, when my former coach announced his retirement, uh, I applied for the job he had as a faculty member in the baseball coach and was fortunate enough to come back to my alma mater. Mm -hmm. Did he have any help in getting you that job or was it you applied on your own and had to earn your way back? Well, I, I had played for Coach Roy's. I was his graduate assistant. Uh, you know, I certainly think he uh, was a supporter of me as a candidate. Um, I don't remember if he was on the search. I don't believe he was on the search committee as a as a retiring head coach. Mm -hmm. um, but um you know, I think certainly he was supportive of my candidacy. I, I had to interview for the process. It wasn't automatic. I, you know, uh, realized that through the interview process, I, I realized that, that, hey, I was going in prepared and telling, uh, you know, the search committee why I felt I belonged back at Springfield as the head baseball coach. So I, I'm very thankful that it worked out. Right. And when you took that head coaching position, did you think that looking forward to your, uh, your, this is your 26th season uh, in the future. Did you think that you'd still be with Springfield College? or? Yeah, I, I never um, interviewed or took the job thinking that it was a stepping stone to go somewhere else. I, I loved my experience as an undergraduate at Springfield, as a student athlete, as a, as a graduate associate, um, assistant baseball coach with Chuck Roy's here at Springfield College. So when I applied for the job and accepted the job, I never was looking beyond doing the best I could to be the head baseball coach and faculty member at Springfield College. Right. Even though you won't, you weren't looking on, were there ever, did you ever have any aspirations or any offers for to ever coach at like division one level or get into the professional ranks coaching? 
Um, certainly not in the professional ranks, right? Uh, I, I didn't have any desire there. I, I love the, the co-curricular educational model, teacher coach model at Springfield. I had no desires to coach uh, professionally. Um, you know, an alum uh, and family friend, Gene DiFilippo, was the head coach, or excuse me, the athletic director at Boston College. Uh, that position opened up early in my Springfield tenure uh, and talked to Gene potentially about interviewing um, for, uh, you know, the head coaching job at Boston College. But, uh, you know, again, in, in uh, second thought, um, you know, I was happy at Springfield. I had just started at Springfield and certainly Springfield uh, is where I was most comfortable and where I felt uh, I was supposed to be and have no regrets, certainly. I also uh, know that there's been that college coaches sometimes coach the like college summer league teams like the NECBL or Cape Cod League or Northwoods League. Did you ever do any of that or was that ever an option for you? Um, it certainly was an option, uh, but I never contemplated it because uh, really I always looked at it personally as, you know, without, uh, you know, full time assistant coaches or even part-time assistant coaches uh, based on our structure uh, and how our, my coaching staff is formulated. Um, if I was coaching other coaches, college players in the summer, I wasn't out watching high school players uh, from a recruiting standpoint. So I always felt for me, it was a conflict of interest. I, I, I needed to be out um, evaluating and, and identifying uh, potential Springfield College uh, baseball players. Right. Now, I know your team now, uh, everyone, you go by stud bolts. If you could kind of walk through what that means and what that means to the culture of the, the program and the team as a whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I, I just... Uh, one year thought I'd present, uh, you know, this, this idea to our guys. I spent six years um, serving two terms as the New England representative on the Division Three All-American Committee. Every year uh, we would meet at the Division Three College World Series in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, I would meet with seven other head baseball coaches that represented all the other regions in America as we put together three All-American Division three baseball teams. And one of my colleagues from the mid, Midwest always, you know, it was our job to uh, defend the first team, all region players in our region to put them up for all American status. And, and I always was um, like the way one of my colleagues described the best players in his region. He called them stud bolts. And I just said, wow, that's a cool thing based on how he describes this player to be called the stud bolt. Mm -hmm. So I brought it back to the team. I went to Home Depot and got the longest, you know, bolts I could find. And, and we started to award those stud bolts and come to find out as I, I looked up uh, the true meaning of stud bolts, stud bolts really have treads that go on both ends and there's no end to a stud bolt. So technically what I'm using for a stud bolt is not technically a stud bolt, um, <laughs> but it was, we would award the stud bolts to the player of the game, right? The, the person that was the best teammate, the guy that performed the best that day, quick nomination process vote. And we would pass the stud bolt around during the course of the season. So guys were, 
liked it. They liked, you know, earning the stud bowl. We, we ended up uh, awarding a washer to the player of the game after every win. So we accumulate washers on the stud boat, uh, you know, secured by a, a nut uh, at the end of the stud boat. So, you know, our guys have taken to it uh, and, you know, they started to define um, a few years back, our captains uh, sat down with teammates to define what a stud boat was and, and kind of attached values to that uh, most recently. Um, you know, our values are accountable, selfless, and relentless. Those values define a Springfield College baseball stud ball on and off the field. So, you know, we've expanded on that over the years, but, you know, really we want to create a, a culture in our program to say, hey, th this is how you need to represent us. And this is what being called the stud bolt is all about. So I've really appreciated the work that our players have put into defining what it is. Um, but that's kind of the quick story about how it came about is, is a colleague that always described the best players in his region that he was putting up for all American status as stud bolts. I like that. That's, that's pretty cool. Now, one final question for you, coach. I know you've, you've had a long career and you have many years ahead of you, but if you could start to think once you retire, what do you think is going to be the one moment, uh, your proudest moment, the one highlight or the, like the main moment of your career, coaching career that you're going to look back on and think about? Yeah, it's a really good question, Sean. And I can't define it or I can't answer the question in a moment. I think my answer to that question is to see over the years how players that have been part of our program um, have gone through life as leaders uh, in their professions, in their communities, uh, great family members um, and family people, uh, family-oriented people, just so proud of um, so many that have come through our program. And if our program has influenced them in any small positive way that has helped them be who they are, uh, and, and how not only they represent themselves, but how they represent, you know, their alma mater and athletics at Springfield and, and uh, you know, our Springfield College baseball program. And the longer I've done this, uh, the more proud moments are revealed. You know, when I see, you know, a, a real good team player 20 years later, who's raising a successful family, who's a leader in the profession that they're in, uh, and that, uh, you know, speak so highly of their experience at Springfield College in our baseball program. Those are uh, proud moments, um, you know, that are, you know, pretty consistent uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just as proud uh, of, of every moment that presents itself in that way. So, uh, again, long answer, and it's not one moment, it's many as an accumulation of the experience that I've been so fortunate to have with the players that have played in our program, the graduate assistants that have assisted me over the years, um, you know, just uh, legendary stuff in my mind. Right, for sure. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with me. I really appreciate it. I know you've got a good chunk of your season ahead of you. So good luck to you and the team and everyone. Yeah, appreciate it, Sean. Thanks for uh, inviting me. And it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank Have you very afternoon. much. Have a
great rest of your day, coach. You too. Thanks.